Brees Hall ready for week one is an, a new piece of news that's out today. We kind of know that he's going to be ready for week one based on the progress reports and everything we've heard so far, but maybe this report isn't as optimistic the way that it's worded. Maybe we shouldn't even worry about this report because it's somebody's opinion. We're going to break all that down. We got Lamar Jackson news. The Ravens potentially looking to draft one, maybe two wide receivers. They're not even scared to draft a quarterback in this 2023 NFL draft class and draft one early. Could that be Hennon Hooker? Could that be a quarterback that falls to that 22 pick? Or could this be in the second round? We've got Tyreek Hill, uh, a Tyreek Hill recap. Uh, what what happened, uh, the live stream earlier about him retiring in 2026. We'll go over all the, amp- the ramifications, implications, all those things that go along with that. We'll do a short dose of it because we already have a video dedicated to it. We got Cam Newton saying he'll play as a, a backup somewhere. We got Austin Eckler uh, upset still. We got all that and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. The FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's... The Fantasy Football Show, live, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, and we are here to break news like we always do. That is the, the, the mantra of the show, is breaking news down, talking about what's what's buzzing out there. And telling you my opinion as far as how it impacts the the upcoming season, Dynasty Fantasy Football, your Fantasy Football Leagues, taking your questions, your phone calls, doing all of that and more like we always do here on the channel. Appreciate you all being here. File on in, hit that thumb up button on your way in the door, and uh, dial in if you want to do a little short burst of of questions. I'm not going to keep anybody on the phone line very long if you dial in right now because we're in the middle of a news segment. But if you have one quick question, I'll answer and hang up on you immediately. And you can call back during the panel portion of the show. First in the building today was uh, True Penguin, Space Ricky, Peanut Butter and Waivers, Melvin, Niner Rick. We got Ron Navy in the building. Uh, Gary V. Valcourt in the building. Um, we've got Jeremy, Thomas. Appreciate you all. D. Philly, file on in. It's news time. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So, the most recent news, we'll get to this in a second. Um, the most recent news to go over is this little number right here. Brees Hall expected to be ready for week one. But the way this report is framed, it's not something that that is like overly optimistic about him just coming out of the gate. And I don't know that I necessarily buy into it, not just because it doesn't support my narrative. You know, I, I believe Brees Hall is going to have an uh, amazing recovery. But this was on April 5th, so uh, a couple days ago. Um, Brian Costello uh, essentially said that is not expected to play any preseason games, but there's no dire need to go get another running back, a bigger name running back. Zeke Elliott's been kicked around as a potential... Uh, grab for the the New York Jets to await a Brees Hall return. That that got shot down. That got put to bed very quickly. Um, Costello adds that the Jets uh, believing Hall will be ready for Week One, um, but with a gradual expectation in terms of uh, you know getting him back into the mix. We don't know what that means. This is this is a guy predicting something that doesn't even like the reason. The main reason I'm talking about it. I didn't go live on it immediately because I don't see it as breaking news. This is somebody trying to map out their idea of a person's ACL tear. 
Now, if we got a report out here that said Brees Hall is looking great, he's going to definitely be ready for week one. I, I Biasly, I admit I'd be out here talking about it, but I do believe, honestly, objectively, I would tell you, look, we don't know what that really means, though. That's somebody's opinion. I'd be, I'd be reporting on it. I'd be excited about it. Biasly, I admit that. But just like I'm here reporting on this, and I'm not biasly ignoring it, um, no one knows. Like, he's still very, I don't want to say early on in the process, but it is it is April. It is April 6th. We're, we're still very early on in the process of he's got until September. Like, to, to try and predict what he's going to do in the preseason, what he's going to do in week one, how the team's going to ease him in or not ease him into the lineup in week one is ridiculous. Um, you know, no one knows that information. Nobody's got a blueprint for Tyreek already mapped out. The team hasn't said, here's the schedule. So I just want to come in here mainly to not shoot down this report about him being ready for week one in a positive or negative way to just say that, look, people are speculating right now and the things they're speculating on. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. You cannot possibly know where Hall is going to be in September or August. You don't. And there's no plan to ease him, not ease him in here in April. So as much as I appreciate Brian Costello talking about, he thinks he'll be ready for week one. Agreed. I agree with that. He'll probably not play preseason games. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. We don't know that. They're not deciding that in April. And and, and the fact that, you know, they're, they're speaking about, you know, or Brian Costello is speaking about, that he could be gradually, you know, introduced. Who knows what that means? He didn't really even specify. But, like, if anybody's thinking, oh, he's not going to get more than eight carries, five carries in week one, no one knows that either. Nobody knows that either. And, and, and to Lee's point here, which was my next point, is that you're going to you're gonna take the handcuffs. You're going to take the handcuffs and you're going to be okay. I have, th- if anything, what we need to take away from this is that this news could potentially lower his ADP, which is gen- generously in the 3.1 to 3.3, 3.4 territory, sometimes 2.1 to 3.3. I mean, good Lord. If that if that's not baked in value, I don't know what is. I can't even define what baked in means anymore. In fact, let's hit the, let's hit the, the encyclopedia and, 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 and figure this out. Baked in. Baked in. Baked in value is when Brees Hall is drafted at 3.1 to 3.4 in your fantasy football draft, best ball especially, because he you don't even have to decide to plug him in until he's exploding. Um, that's in semicolons, or I mean, in a parenthesis. Okay, so baked in is Brees Hall. If you get Brees Hall outside of 3.4, you are in a grandma league and don't deserve him there anyway. That, that's the definition of baked in. Looked up in the, the fantasy football dictionary. This guy, Brees Hall, is a monster. This guy, Brees Hall, is going to be fine. This guy, Brees Hall, is going to be, in my opinion, not only just ready for a week one, he'll be, he won't be limited to the degree I think some people are thinking. And if, if I'm wrong, and that's my prediction. That's my prediction. I have no evidence for that either. That's my prediction. Um, but I come with some experience in predicting things like this. So you're going to probably look to me and say, okay, I kind of trust him on this one, but I don't know. I, I can't guarantee that. What if he has a setback? I can't see those things in a worst case scenario. If he is kind of moved in a little bit, 
to the, to the lineup. Eased in a little. It gets like 10, 11 carries in week one. 12, 13 carries in week two. 12 carries again in week three. Maybe nine carries in week four. And then it's week five or six, similar to last year. Keep in mind, Brees Hall was on pace to be the number one or number two running back in the National Football League in fantasy f- football. This Brees Hall character was on pace to be the number one or number two fantasy football running back had he just stayed healthy from week four to week seven, you know, and then on. Like he, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he started slow. Doesn't matter that he does that he started slow. He would have been a top one or two on the year. Regardless of slow start, fantasy football running back. And so it's important to keep in mind that even if he's slow starting in the beginning of the year, which I don't know that he will be. I'm just saying if if I'm wrong and he's not like firing on all cylinders, guess what? He still can easily earn you, you know, number top five running back numbers. Not to mention you cuff him like like we're saying here. You like Lee said, like common sense tells you you cuff the man. And it looks like, you know, bam, night, you'll have Carter, you'll have some decent options. They're going to be grabbed late. This is a phenomenal situation to get him at the third. Probably now 3.4, 3.5, 3.6 territory, if I had to guess right now, based on, you know, news like this, that, you know, he could be eased back in. And who knows if it affects anything. No one's really circulating this too much. It's not really in the news by any big degree. It's not being talked about like Tyreek Hill's situation or Austin Eckler's, which we'll get to next. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm Smitty approving Brees Hall. Nothing has changed for me. And I'm waiting because no one really knows how far along he is. I still believe we'll hear words like, you can't even really tell he tore his ACL. I believe those are the next phrases we hear. But not right now. You're not going to hear that in April. You'll hear that in July and August. So it's going to take some time. Be patient and clean up and in dynasty trade for this man while people expect him not to have a good year. Now, where would I draw the line and say, you know what? I'm backing off my opinion because, like I said, a setback could happen. I can't predict everything. What if he has a setback? What if he has a setback? Am I going to stick my stick to my guns and dig my heels in and go, he's going to be fine. We're going to stay the course. No, look at how I'm responding to Javante. I'm waiting. I don't, I don't feel great about Javante's knee. Uh, ACL surgery because he had two ligament tears. It's very, very different. But I could get really on board quick with Javante too if things start going well for him. Just like I'm, I'm excited about Brees Hall and his very, very quick recovery. And good reports have been coming out since the beginning of it all. But let's say bad reports come out. Okay, he has a setback. He might not be ready for week one. You're going to see me react appropriately because what did I tell everybody about Barkley, what did I tell everybody about JK? They weren't ready for week one. When you're not ready for week one and you're being ushered into the season, prematurely, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have compensation injuries. You're going to have swelling. If your knee's not ready and you go out there and play football, it's going to swell. I know. I had a torn ACL, tore LCL, tore meniscus, tore my patellar, patellar tendon off my kneecap. Know a little bit about knee swelling and knee injuries. And I'm telling you right now, this guy goes out onto the field too early and he's not ready. It'll happen. Same thing that happened to Barkley that your boy said to stay away from. You rush him. You usher him out in there. They're going to have insane swelling because your knee's not ready. What is swelling? Swelling is when your knee or any part of your body says, hey, Alert, alert, what you're doing I don't approve of. Not Smitty approved. What you're doing I don't approve of. You've just been Smitty disapproved. Swelling's like inserting an air cast into the, the knee, okay? You start start swelling, saying, whoa, 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 time to protect this thing. Injecting swelling, injection of swelling, project executed. And that's what essentially what swelling is. And so he's got to be out of the woods for a lot of that for me to be is you know gung-ho about what's going on 
in 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 July and August. So we'll we'll get to Brees Hall. We got a lot of time though. A lot of time. Don't worry about little Brees Hall. He's gonna be phenomenal. Get breezed. Brees Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's Brees. He's Brees. He does a hole of a job. A hole of a job. A hole of a job. Brees Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hole of a job. He certainly does. Uh, Lamar Jackson is the next piece of news we're going to go over here. It looks like uh, it's possible that Baltimore could even double dip at wide receiver during the draft. How convenient. How convenient that you're going to maybe support. Is this teasing? Is this, try, is this trying to tease Lamar? Like, hey, Lamar, once you leave, we're going wide receiver crazy. We're bringing him in in droves. We're going to bust him in. We're going to bust in a whole new wide receiver room. Uh, it's going to require two buses. We're going to take bring them all in. Every single extra roster spot we have is going to be a wide receiver, and we're drafting him, and we're doing it live. Uh, that's that's hilarious. I don't know if this is to try and influence him to you know get back to the table and have a conversation. Uh, this is another report on the Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson situation. Uh, Eric DaCosta said that there's a possibility, and these are all possibilities and predictions. And I mean, I, some of this we got to take with a grain of salt, right? The team will take a quarterback in the first round of the 2023 NFL draft. I mean, a 22 of Hennon Hooker was there, and they had some real worries about the situation. Sure, I mean it's possible. I mean it should be in the cards for any team that's going through this situation. You got to prepare. And if they took Hennon Hooker, it'd be over for Lamar. You know, in in Baltimore, there's no way that would they would want to bring him back, or he would want to go back. So, you know, no no crazy updates on the Lamar front. Lamar still getting no. Uh, offers not having an agent is one of the biggest mistakes of his life and could it still work out at the end of the day sure but he's eliminating a lot of his opportunities his destiny might have already passed him by maybe his destiny was to be in Atlanta maybe his destiny was to be in Washington maybe his destiny was to be in a location that's already closed the door on Lamar Jackson so let's not say oh because it works out it ended up being exactly where he wanted to go no his opportunities have closed his doors have closed a lot of them because he doesn't have an agent and he's acting like a child and he's not paving the way for anybody i don't want to hear that i don't care about that no one look there there's a reason odell beckham junior is walking around with his agent at the owners meetings uh uh last couple weeks a week ago whatever and, and creating buzz for himself there's a reason owners can can release all kinds of you know uh, uh, misinformation and, and things that can kickstart all kinds of of potential trade rumors and trade talk and initiate things here and here and there. It's crazy to think that the players don't see the value in that. And when you're talking about a quarter billion dollar deal, or maybe maybe more. It's, it doesn't make sense to navigate this without an agent. Who cares about the agent fee? The team would like gladly pay whatever the agent's percentage would be to get Lamar to come to the table and talk like an adult instead of waiting by the fax machine in his mom's house in the kitchen while she's cooking supper. That's not how it works. It's not how it works, and this isn't, oh, oh, the players are inventing some new avenue of negotiating their own quarter-billion-dollar deals. Give me a break. Maybe this is a, a cornerback that's getting three mil 
Well, it's a, it's a penny pinch, and I don't blame him. I probably would, too, if he can get this done. And the team's probably like, we'll walk you through it. We'll have our attorneys for free make sure they walk you through this. And we'll even bring an attorney, pay for it, to go over it that's your attorney to make sure you f- understand the entire contract. I, that, that's great. That would be amazing if teams did that for guys that didn't get paid a whole bunch. It's like pro bono work. And I, I don't feel bad for a guy making two or three, six million. Like, that's a lot of money. Like, poor guy. We're here, here we are painting a very, very bleak picture about a guy that's, yeah, cornerback only making two or three mil, four million. He should be able to, do, like, poor guy. But, but good for teams if teams are going to walk players through that. That's great. That's great. Those are all good things. You want to say Lamar's helping pave the way for that a little bit? Sure. Congratulations, everybody. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Doing God's work. Doing God's work. Grow up, Lamar. Grow up. Get an agent. Stop flushing your opportunities down the toilet. We do know that there will be more opportunities after the NFL draft when all these teams with these high draft picks don't want to spend it on this offer sheet, you know, situation. Like the Colts, they give up the four pick in 2023, give up a 2024 first rounder. No, they're going to use this pick. And then once the draft's over, go attack Lamar via an offer sheet or maybe a potential trade talk with Baltimore. They'll convince him to sign his franchise tag, and then they can trade him. But these teams, the 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 Falcons, the the Raiders, the the Colts, the Tennessee Titans, maybe the Tennessee Titans give up their 11 pick, you know, in in the 2024 first rounder somehow. Like maybe they 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 figure we don't want to compete with anybody for Lamar, so we'll go ahead and do this up front. But I highly doubt they end up doing it. New England's very much in the game, but not using 14 overall. They'll want to spend 14 overall, hopefully on a a wide receiver if they do plan to go after Lamar. But as soon as this draft is over and in the rearview mirror. That's when these teams will circle back and consider offer sheets because now it doesn't need to include these very high, we know where they are, draft capital picks. So that's what's going to happen. Hopefully things pick up because Lamar Jackson does need to be elsewhere. Uh, Tyreek Hill, we talked about this already, so this will be very brief. Tyreek Hill said he plans to retire after the 2025 season. So you're talking about playing 2023, playing 2024, playing 2025, and we're talking about four years from now. The guy's not going to be elite four years from now. His hamstring's going to be the size of a half a piece of paper, and and that's the way these these quick twitching hamstring, speedy wide receivers go. This is how it goes. Look at Deshaun Jackson as an example and blueprint. So this isn't any sort of like news here, but yet people are freaking out all over the place, whether it's, you know, hey, do I trade him now or now I'm not going to be able to get rid of him. So I want to trade him because I feel like it only get worse. He, he, what if he were, what if he comes back and it doesn't end up sticking to this? You think he's cementing in his decision right now, four years away? We don't even know if he'll decide to come back, but I, I don't want him four or five years from now anyway. This is a player that I target in Dynasty because of the freakout effect. This is a guy that I feel like, honestly, I don't know that Waddle has this handful of years more than Tyreek Hill if this is the case. If Tyreek Hill is guaranteed, which he's not, to play three more elite seasons because everyone's acting like this is, oh, now we're capped on on a Tyreek Hill elite potential. You didn't have more than three seasons anyway. You're lucky if you got three elite seasons out of the speedster that overuses his hamstrings like 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 Lamar Jackson overuses his fax machine trying to communicate with teams this guy is going to be in a position where in 2026 he's not elite anymore he doesn't or he is 
maybe, but can't stay healthier on the field. So Tyreek Hill, nothing changes for me. Only the fact that people are freaking out, maybe I'm going to buy in Dynasty. Give me Tyreek in Dynasty if you're going to freak out about it. Oh, I'll trade him for this. I'll trade him for that. Good, good. Go, go, you know, and, and if you did want to get rid of him, if you could give up something like a future first round pick to upgrade him into a, a guy you believe is going to be a staple on the top five to seven wide receivers, would I trade Tyreek Hill straight up for a Lave or give up second rounders and take a Lave? Absolutely. Would I give up Tyreek Hill for Christian Watson? I would probably consider that in a dynasty format. So there are ways to potentially, you know, flip that script and still trade him. But for the most part, this news is going to drive people away because it gives you a fine, a finite shelf life and timestamp that people just struggle with. The psychology of it all. This is why I bring psychology to fantasy football and why I enjoy that part of the show so much is the psyche, the, the reaction of people, the, the uh, people reacting to news like this and letting it affect their mentals. You know, it's like this does something. This Oh, now I know he's going to be gone in 2027 26 it's crazy it's crazy um so here we go here we go um stevenson ramondre ramondre stevenson is uh is a player that we all love okay we all love this guy there are some concerns that bill will draft rookies this is a report that uh I can't get this out of the way. I'm sorry. Hold on. There we go. Um, there is a report that uh, right here from the Athletic. It's always the Athletic. It's always some opinion from the Athletic that's driving the 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 news world, right? Um, Jeff Howe uh, reports that the Patriots have quietly shut down interest in adding a blue chip back in the draft. I don't know where they shut this down. I, I would love to see the source of it or where it came from, but um, maybe it's linked to it. I don't know. Um, but but the athletics is, is reporting this right, and 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 that's probably expected. I, I don't think they're going to draft a big blue chip running back. People say Bijan; he's probably not going there. Bill's not going to spend that draft capital on Bijan. Not when Ramondre's playing so well. But Bill will draft a rookie running back or two. It just might be late. But I, I truly believe this is a situation where, as long as Ramondre stays in the mid third round and he doesn't climb into like round two, there's a lot of value here. There's a lot of value for a guy that, that has the potential to be a top five running back. Safer to rank him in the six to ten. But if you get six to ten running back value out of your mid third round pick, that's a home run. And, and I and I think this is I believe this report probably will be true. They're not adding some big name blue chip player. Uh it's just Bill will take rookies. That's the nature of Bill Belichick. He loves rookie running backs. But that's that piece of news. Nothing really crazy on that front. Cam Newton. I'm gonna get these super chats in one second. Cam Newton. Uh, essentially is saying he's willing to play as a backup in 2023. The best location for him would be the Arizona Cardinals because Kyler Murray will probably be out for a significant amount of time. He also matches a little bit of Kyler's play in that he's mobile, and it would just be a phenomenal fit. The Cardinals could actually win games. The Cardinals could actually try and win for 2023, keep uh, DeAndre Hopkins, run Cam Newton out there, win two out of four games maybe. I, I really believe Cam is, is in the right system. With the right weapons, Hopkins, Connor. Let's say they draft a. Let's, I mean, let's say the Cardinals had the balls to draft Bijan Robinson. Trade down a couple of spots, draft Bijan Robinson. You give me Cam, Bijan, and and Hopkins and Hollywood Brown and Gannon working on the defense, getting that thing tuned up. You're telling me this team doesn't have a shot 
at at a wild card spot if if Cam gets him to two out of four, you know, two wins out of four or three out of five, and Kyler comes back, it, it's it's possible. Like this is this would be an amazing fit for the Cardinals if they use the draft capital properly in conjunction with it. I love the idea of Bijan Robinson in Arizona. They love to run the ball. Um, I, I think it'd be phenomenal. But but Cam Newton willing to go to a a, a backup role. He's he's mapped out. Teams like you know playing behind Jalen Hurts, and but but he might not have the choice of all these locations because no one's coming knocking yet. Just because he mapped out where he wants to go, that doesn't just make teams pick up the phone. They would have already picked up the phone if they had a huge interest in him. But I think the Cardinals would be a fantastic fit for him because he get a chance to start immediately. These other locations he wouldn't start. At least he could start right away. Miami would also be a phenomenal long term prospect for him. Or not long term, but um like predictive process for him because if Tua can't stay upright, there's opportunity. I want Mike White to have that opportunity, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be all that opposed to seeing Cam there as well just to, to make sure that the, the quarterback position is backed up very properly because I do think Tua is going to have concussions and be out of the league at some point during the season. Uh, Eckler, uh, we talked about this. Worst case scenario, returning to the Chargers to play out my final year of my contract. I hate to break it to you, Eckler, because you could still get franchise tag. I, I do not believe he has a no, you know, no tag clause in his contract. He might. If anybody knows that, speak up. I'll look for it. But I don't think he does. So Eckler, I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't know how you wouldn't want this guy on your team if you're the Bengals. I don't know how you wouldn't want this guy on your team if you're the Buffalo Bills or the Philadelphia Eagles or the Chicago Bears. Those are my top four landing spots for Austin Eckler if he could get traded out of this current situation. But he got permission to seek a trade. He went out there and tried to, to seek one out, and there's no, there's no results. He comes back with his tail tucked between his legs and an upset attitude because he's a 28-year-old running back that's not getting a three- or four-year extension. Well, I hate to break it to you, Eckler, but if you bank on yourself at 28 years old and you even come close to last year's numbers, you're still not walking out the door They'll franchise tag you, and if you don't have the same numbers, but you do pretty well, and they let you go, and you walk to another team, and you try and sign to it with another team, they're not giving you a three to four year monster contract. And to what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing, the Chargers did try and give him a raise, I believe, last year, and say, "Hey, this isn't an extension. This is just us. We want to give you a higher salary. We want to pay you for what you're deserving of." And instead of like. I think negotiating that or talking about it, he wanted an extension. And they, you know, they basically wanted to just say, hey, out of the goodness of our heart, you've been working like a monster. We want to give you a little, a little bump, a little bonus. That's what he should have took because guess what? I, no team's going to sign you to a three or four year deal at the age of 28. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Uh, so I don't know. His expectations really high for the current situation. And I hope he does well. If it's me, I'm drafting him only at the the line in the sand territory where he usually doesn't fall, which is the 12, 13, the 12, 13 picks, like around that turn, the first, second turn. And and I, tr- I trade him by the end of two months. I, I don't want to own him anywhere near, um, anywhere near double-digit weeks because he's 28 years old. Mileage is insane. He's not built to be a workhorse. He's been playing the workhorse role, and he's been doing it for a while. And so I don't want anything to do with 28-year-old running backs at the end of the day. Will I draft a guy like Eckler who has not yet shown drop-off 
because I think he will ball out in weeks one, two, three, four, probably five, six, maybe seven, eight, and then it gets a little bit, I think, touch and go. And so there's no, hey, Smitty, he's doing great week two. Do you feel stupid? No, I'm telling you, he'll do well in week one, two, three, four. Trade him before double-digit weeks if you draft him. I'm not against drafting him. I'm not against drafting Derrick Henry either if you trade him probably before two months is up. Don't even let him go half the year. But Derrick Henry's 29 years old and could do fairly well the first month or so. But I, I'd, I'd prefer you just take a a player like B. John Robinson over both of them. That's my preference for you versus having to tr- having to trade one of these players and hoping they don't get hurt while they're still on your watch. Let's go to the phone lines and then answer these super chats. Any other super chats or questions or phone calls are welcome. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. All right. Um, let's go ahead and take this Niner Rick super chat. Niner Rick says Packers want Wilson or Sauce in the Rodgers trade. No, they don't. They're not getting. They could get Wilson. That wouldn't be that crazy, but but they they're they're not they don't want Sauce. I mean anybody could want Sauce Gardner, but Sauce Gardner is not in the conversation, bro. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> like that whatever report said that is that's the most ridiculous thing. Appreciate your super chat though, Niner Rick. Should I trade away Malik Willis in the twelfth in a twelve team super flex for Dulcich, Jelani Woods, the twenty twenty three two point one two, or the twenty twenty three three point oh two? Um. I would. I would. I think Jelani Woods alone is maybe worth it. You get the 2.12. Maybe you could turn the 2.12 and another pick into a little bit higher pick. I'd do that. Sure. You got Kelsey. You know, Dulcich is, is pretty, pretty, you know, decent to get back to. But I like the Jelani Woods part. I think the six foot seven monster could could turn into something decent at the NFL level, but we'll have to see. Not a home run smash trade like all across the board or anything, either side. Kind of one of those, uh, you know, what's the point trades in a way, but at the same time, you know, Malik Willis doesn't have any sort of kung fu grip on the long term situation there, and some will say he even kind of showed his true colors or whatever. But yeah, I would I would go ahead and make that that trade. That trade's not crazy at all. Cactus Jack dropping a five dollar hauler. Appreciate you, Cactus Smitty. I have Pollard Hall and Aaron Jones at running back, but really like Walker. The guy who has him wants Pollard. Should I do it? I would definitely take Walker over Pollard. I love Pollard. Pollard's a third round to fourth round player right now for a reason. There's some risk involved. But the risk is totally worth it at that ADP. But the difference is Walker arguably is a first round player that's that's just dropping a little later than he should. And you, you should take advantage of that. And you are. You're trading a guy that... In a dynasty format, let's say he goes at 3.1 Pollard at the very, very earliest. Walker could go in the first round in a dynasty startup. Sometimes he falls outside. Sometimes you can steal candy from a baby. But this is a situation where, like, bro, this is at least a round apart in value. I think Pollard could be a top five running back. I do. But Walker could be one to five. So this is an easy trade for me to make. Give me Walker all day long. I love both of them. I wish you could keep both of them. But uh, yeah, Jelani is a big sleeper for me. Lots of second year tight ends. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of upside. He's a big boy, and I think he could pull the the, the ball in pretty pretty easily if he got fed the um, fed the work. We got Ron Navy dialing in. Ron Navy, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Give me one. Hey, Smitty. What's up? 
I just I, I thought maybe your phone line wasn't working or something. Oh, sorry. I I, I looked up and I I must have been ranting again. Go. Uh, what do you what do you got for me? <laughs> I was about to super chat. Yeah, hey, Smitty, your phone line working? <laughs> uh, you answered it before I sent. You should have waited. Yeah, I should have. Wait, Ron is cutting out. I don't hear you. You might have to super chat to get a hold of me. What 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 do you got on these topics? So so this is the the, the fantasy uh, golf show, right? We're going to talk about the Masters. No. Oh wait, this is a fantasy football show. Yeah. Yeah. True golf. I mean, I might I might eventually have an all sports show. I, I mean, I do I do have it. I just haven't done anything with it yet, but. Eventually, the Smitty rep- the Smitty report will be all about just everything. You know, like if let's say, like when give you examples, Tiger Woods got in that accident. We probably talk about that for like four straight days. Um, you know, yeah. if when 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 bad things happen, you know, and people just want to talk about this or that, you know, and some tragedy happens, we'll be doing that. So eventually, the Smitty report will have you covered up. up. You what? Like watching, like watching the regular news. All we get is bad news. Yeah, maybe that'd be <laughs> tragic news. What do you What do you think of uh, of the Tyree Kill situation? I don't think you were on the earlier show. It's not. It's like yeah, it was. It's, oh, you were. That's right. It's not. Well, it's, I, I watched it. I watched it late, so I, I saw it though. There's nothing nothing crazy that changes, but people are going to be reactive. No. He just put it out there. You know, everybody expected it. You expected it. Um, but, I mean, nobody expected him to go public and actually say it right now. Yeah, I mean, so. he, he could. Uh, the crazy part is he could drop off after two years. And that third year yeah. could be a bad year for him. And, like, people are freaking out about, oh, my God, he's going to be on a, a three-year window. Like, he might already be. He might be on a two-year window. We don't know. These hamstring guys, they don't always last as long as, as another typical, like, player that isn't, like, firing that thing off like crazy. Like, people need to realize that a lot of receivers running a route, they're not going, like, like, Tyreek Hill only knows how to go, like, 100%. And there are other receivers that will run, like, an 80% route and just be precise with it. And they're not they're not right. running the same like speed and it's it's crazy. Tyreek Hill is literally maxing his hamstrings out to the to the max every time. He only know he twitches to that one hundred percent usage of it. It they have hamstring issues. These players that are speedy like that, Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson, was just the same way. You know, like he's so, like he's still one of the fastest players in the league. And he, he does show up once in a while, and then he ends up having an injury and ends up... Like, Deshaun Jackson will come out and have, like, a big game, and you're like, wow, that's weird. And then, like, out of nowhere, it'll be, like, in the middle of a practice, like, Deshaun Jackson's on the PUP, not not going to return. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, Hill's going to eventually get to that point. Um, we got uh, a 920 caller on the phone. Who is this? You're live. Hey, what's up, Spinny? It's Mike. Mike, what's up, Mike? Yeah, question. What do you think about Debo Samuel this year? Are you a Niner fan, Mike? Pakistan. 
Okay, so this is a fantasy question. Okay, I was just co- wondering what. Yeah, an- fantasy ang- question. Yeah, wondering what angle you're coming from, a bias angle or just a fantasy yeah. angle? Okay. Just in general, uh, like just in general. Yeah. About him. So a couple things. One, one I, I like him. He's one of the more talented wide receivers in the National Football League, but he's very unique. He's he's not built like a normal wide receiver. He's almost like a, I don't even know. He plays like a running back or a wide receiver. To be honest, he plays like something completely different. It's like a, it's like a tight end slash running back slash wide receiver. Like it's weird because he's a big dude. He's a thick dude. He's hard to take down. Um, pretty pretty Im- amazing. When you talk about Debo and what he's accomplished over the last like, well, mainly his, his one huge year. It's like one of the most impressive wide receiver seasons you could come across because of the way it was divvied to him and and delivered to him he was i believe he was the number one or number two receiver in the national football league in yards per catch but he was also the most utilized short pass dump off player in the national football league that year to lead the league in yards per catch but to get nothing but like short zero yard receptions that he is responsible for doing all the dirty work, like Jimmy would just give it to him at or behind the line of scrimmage. The guy literally was, uh, I want to say top two in yards per catch. That is crazy. Like the, the talent that that requires is, is it's unspeakable. Like you can't even like put it into words into, and, and he was like, I believe he's top four in yak yards or he was one in yak yards and top four in yards per catch. I forget it was, he was top in both like pretty much top of the league. In both of those, that's head scratching to be number one in yak yards, to catch nothing but short yardage passes, and to be one of the very top wide receivers in yards per catch, and to have all the touchdowns he had, it was crazy. He's a he's a very talented guy. The problem is he's been abused, and he's been run up the gut as a running back. He he got hurt last year. I don't know if you remember. If you owned him, you do. There's a point where he went down and hurt his knee. And his knee was an issue for a few games. But there was thought that maybe he was out for the year initially when he went down. It was really scary. Um, He's always banged up. He's always banged up. He broke his leg, um, you know, I think what was his sophomore year. He had a pretty decent rookie year. And then he had an amazing third year breakout. But this is a guy that doesn't have even a role defined right now. Because even last year with Brock Purdy, he wasn't delivering amazing stats at all even if you look back at the games Brock Purdy was in there Debo was not the Debo of old it wasn't like once Jimmy was out and his role was great with Jimmy not because of Jimmy but because of the scheme and the scheme wanted to mask all the weaknesses of Jimmy so it was like Jimmy throwing these very short yard yardage passes to Debo behind her at the line of scrimmage and Debo did all the work so while you could say that when Jimmy's in there Debo does better it's not because of Jimmy it's because of the scheme. But last year Debo Samuel had a very very poor like let's let's take a look at his his game log, his career game log and let's try and just come up with an idea of what we're expecting this season because we don't have a lot of greatness to look at. We have one season of greatness and that's got to make you think to yourself, okay, what do we what's more likely to happen? Is in 2022 632 yards receiving? Is that more likely than 1405? Yes, because he had 800 as a rookie, 391 broke his leg, 1405 on 77 receptions, which is crazy efficiency. 
because of that 18.2 league-leading yards per catch. Six receiving touchdowns, and then he had a boatload of rushing. Last year, he didn't have as much rushing yardage as you would think. He had, um, let's see here, let me pull up his, his actual 2022 stat line. So you can take a look at that. So last year, you would think, okay, well, he he did, you know, run the ball a ton. He did, he did in, in to a, you know, to the degree a normal wide receiver runs the ball. Like um, Christian Watson, I like I liken Christian Watson to Debo in some ways in terms of running the football. Christian Watson had two rushing touchdowns and 200 yards rushing. Debo last year, playing 13 games because he did get hurt, had 42 rushing attempts, 232 and three. So Christian Watson was pretty close and on par with his stat line. But this is not a good year. This is not a great year. There were, the, the, the thing that worries me the most is that if he's continued to use in the fashion Shanahan uses him, I don't mind the wide back stuff. Here, hey, hey, behind the line of scrimmage at, at the wide receiver role, catch the football and then take it up, up, up uh, you know, 14, 15, 16, 25 yards, 70 yards, whatever. Depot's so good at that. My problem is that he's used in a lot of other running capacities that are going to get him hurt and he's a he's a big boy doesn't he look like he's put on some lbs lately like he's just a not that he can't that he has time to trim down but he's just a stocky dude he doesn't belong between the tackles he's gonna get hurt so my, my, you my think own, his upside is still there or do you think he's or do you think he's breaking down a little bit um the upside is of course there and and to be fair i've drafted him several times you know, in these best ball drafts, because a in best ball, it's a little different because you don't have to make those decisions when to use them. So let's say he has yeah. seven games that are phenomenal. If you draft a certain way in best ball, that's not that big of a problem because you're, you're not deciding your lineup. It's optimal lineup, but in like a redraft, normal non best ball setting, I don't know that I draft him in the same spots that I've been drafting him in best ball. Best ball, I've taken him like when he falls to the fourth round. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I got to take him. Like, I've, I, let's say I went running back, quarterback, running back. And I don't even have a wide receiver yet. Like, Debo makes some sense in best ball as being your number one wide receiver in that kind of context and build. But I do worry about, like, looking at his game log, bro. This is this is a very, like, when we say, when you say is his upside there, this is his entire 2023 receiving game log. And I don't know that we can expect the rushing to be there like it was that one year. So I, I'm not putting up the rushing stats. There are, are about 200 yards and three touchdowns to look at. But but here's a guy that had two 100-yard games. And the final stretch of the season from weeks 10 through 21, bro. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. He had one touchdown in that nine-game stretch and in a bunch of really garbage games from the receiving perspective, except for the, you know, the the six catches for 133 and one. That was the against Seattle. That was the only good game he had. And it, even if you take it further up, by week and then two more additional games, those were not the greatest games either. 79 yards is okay, but this is like he didn't have – and, it, and even if you go up above that, it was really only the 115-yard game in Week 4. Like, look at his entire season. It was a very disappointing year. And, and you know, G Jimmy was there for some of that. Purdy was in there for the, the majority of the end, obviously. I just don't know that I like Debo Samuel in 2023. I'd rather, I'd rather like, give me a... 
Give me another player like Christian Watson, bro. I'd rather have at the end of the day, if if I'm drafting in, in a redraft non-best ball, and honestly, I should I should be arguing this, and I probably will be moving forward, even though I have drafted differently and I've taken some Debo shares. If I'm sitting there in round four, I'd rather have Christian Watson than Debo Samuel. I got a question. Yeah. When you look at Debo, might be the guy to. He might, he might be a sneaky player for the for the playoffs because of his uh, high ceiling, and he might do nothing the whole season. And then maybe CMC goes down in the playoffs. He he wins you a championship. You know? I mean, maybe it's a lot of a lot of ifs, but certainly possible. I mean, it's certainly possible. Uh, what's up, Ron? Wouldn't you look at Debo Samuel differently if Rodgers was his quarterback? Yeah, probably, but also CMC is part of the problem because CMC, everything goes through CMC and it's very hard for Christian McCaffrey and Debo to both have big games. I think that's going to be the biggest problem. I don't, know, I don't know if you've discussed this already because I've missed some stuff, but um, it appears that uh, San Francisco's in the hunt for uh, uh, Aaron. Um, no. And I, it might be, a, might be a disguise to tried to bring the Jets to give them their third round to give Green Bay their third round pick but they're talking about it yeah I mean it's definitely definitely being kicked around but I don't know that there's any truth to it at all like Shanahan's already shot it down it could be smoke in that he's shooting it down but I, I highly doubt it this team's very committed to Brock Purdy um, they're very committed to setting Trey Lance up for failure obviously because they're they're gonna split already Sam Darnold and Trey, Trey Lance and with first team reps but no number one Aaron Rodgers has to want it and he, he has not made it you know any sort of uh indication that he wants to go play for the Niners keep in mind Rodgers is a well, very the- odd bear he's a very odd person and he's the kind of guy yeah. that doesn't look at things like we do we're like oh but that'd be a great situation he's like no I, I'm you know, I'm I'm content walking away. You know, I'm playing for the Jets or I'm not playing it. You know, at all. That's that's to my knowledge. That's where Aaron Rodgers is more standing than oh, I, I would just go wherever they sent me. Like he, this is just fabrication for people that are twiddling, twiddling you know, their thumbs and just you know, worry, wondering well, what they can the write on. Asked, the reason I asked is I didn't hear it. Uh, McAfee put it out earlier today and I saw it and I wanted to ask you about it and they were talking about it. Yeah, well, what Aaron Rodgers was talking about or just McAfee was kicking around the idea? McAfee McAfee was talking about it and AJ was talking about it and I don't know if they're, because I don't know, something out there, you know, Rodgers has always wanted to play for the 49ers anyways too, so who knows? That's why I was asking you about it. Yeah, I mean, could there be something to it later? Sure, but but I I don't believe that the Niners have any plans for going after Aaron Rodgers right now. I don't think they do. I think if let's say something falls through with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers is sitting out there, I think maybe they'd have a conversation about it and maybe potentially you know look to that. But and they can put Brock Purdy on the bench for a whole year and have Aaron Rodgers play one year. Like it would there's some there's some reasons it would make some tremendous sense. But from everything that I'm that I've gathered. Aaron Rodgers has shown no interest in that plan. And he's already set on New York. This is not a man that loves change like that or surprises. This is a guy that's really content, you know, going at his own pace. And this would be a crazy 
circuit change in circumstances for him. I just don't see this not in his personality. But let's say the Jets trade falls through and the Jets move on and they say, you know what, we're done with this. We're not doing it anymore. It deals off. Then Aaron Rodgers is put in a box where he's got to go, do I want to play for the Niners or somewhere? Or do I want to retire because I'm not going back to Green Bay? Then then he's got to force himself out of that box. But right now, I think it's all just people bored and speculating because they're, they're, they're literally sitting here going, this is Aaron Rodgers' fault. This is Aaron Rodgers' fault. A lot of people still think it has anything to do with him. He doesn't. It has to do with the compensation. It, some of it has to do with the contract. Some of it has to do with whether the the, the Packers, some people say they want Sauce Gardner. They're not getting Sauce Gardner. That's not even a discussion. It's not even in this ridiculous conversation. Even even that earlier pick, this uh, number um, uh, 13 overall, 13. probably is not anywhere near in the discussion. Um, could it be a future conditional first rounder? Yeah. If the Jets said, we're not doing this deal unless you give us 13, do I know what the Packers would do? No. Um, if they had the balls to do that, I it's we're it's very possible that they could fold and say let's just get it done. We can win a championship, but I don't think that's even in the cards right now. It doesn't even. There's even been reports that the the Jets don't need a first rounder. So why would they all of a sudden be demanding the 13 or Sauce Gardner? These are all just bored people running their mouth on the topic. And, and I, I I respect the angle that McAfee took in that you're just talking about what happens if it all unfolds or something. Sure, sure. Like well, and, and, and bro, I would go. I would go live on that. McAfee don't put out anything that Aaron Rodgers don't want to put out. But he also That's doesn't hear. True, but he also doesn't hear from him like everyone thinks he does. Aaron Rodgers doesn't just like, like they're they're they're. Aaron Rodgers is very like. Well, he goes through AJ. He yeah, goes but, through AJ more than AJ more than anything. Yeah, it, it, but it's like it, people think that like he's feeding a lot of stuff to him all the time. Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that, like you probably don't hear from him outside of like if let's say he let's say he was the you know he does this this McAfee show on Wednesdays, but it doesn't mean that like they're talking throughout the week. A lot of time it's like he comes on, they don't know what he's even gonna say. So I know a lot of people think there's some kind of like you know lead there, but I, I don't I don't know that there is. But hey, hey, right. if if, there, if, there, if there's that, more that's... buzz on it, and Ron, to be fair, this is something that, you know, I could go live on at, at any moment just because it's out there and people are talking about it. So sometimes, like, if this is... Well, that's why I called in originally, as I, yeah. that's what I was going to ask you about this. And then we just started talking about Debo, and I thought, well, it kind of fits the narrative. So that's why I, I came back to it and yeah. asked you, because I was wondering... It's definitely, definitely like if this all fell through, definitely something that could could potentially develop for sure. Because I don't know that Aaron Rodgers wants to step away. And if the Green Bay Packers try and screw him out of New York, I could see the 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 Niners being a, a way to still stick it to the to the Green Bay Packers. You know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers. The crazy part is Aaron Rodgers went into the darkness retreat, ninety percent wanting to retire. And when he described coming out, he didn't say, I came out and wanted to play. He said he came out, walked to his phone, had one bar on it, he turned it on, and messages just started flowing in from former teammates, current teammates, buddies that said the Packers are moving on, the Packers are moving on, the Packers decided they're moving on, and he just wanted to play football. I, You know, you, you like to envision that he immediately walked out to the field with the ball in his hand and just started throwing it. 
So, right. uh, it, you know, his his motivation is weird. He, he's an odd bird, no doubt about it. And and could he play for the Niners? Is certainly possible. But th- keep in mind that the Niners are the other player in this. And I don't. My, my whole thing is I don't sense the Niners are going down this road yet. I don't think they are. I think they're 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 content with their running back, their quarterback room, which is a very cheap room. It's it's one of the cheaper rooms in the NFL. The problem is Shanahan's going to botch the handling of it. That's the problem. Should they go after Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Should they go after Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. They should go after one of these players because their window's closing. And I don't know that they're going to win a Super Bowl this year if they're approaching the quarterback position the way they're approaching it. We're going to give Sam Darnold and Trey Lance first team reps. That is an awful idea. That you're just killing the killing the comment. What'd you Rogers say? Uh, or Brady. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady could have been their missing piece for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, George from the Bay. Yeah. So, you know, first thing you guys got to understand is that the 49ers don't have the cap space for any of these big time quarterbacks. That's why they have these quarterbacks on rookie deals because you guys got to realize they need to re sign Nick Bosa this year and they only have $5 million in cap space. So Nick Bosa is their priority in re-signing for the future. And then next year, Brandon Ayuk is up for an extension. So what the Niners do is they draft well and they take care of their homegrown talent. So they, they re-sign those guys. The only player that they that they didn't take care of was DeForest Buckner when they traded him. So um, they don't have the cap space to get Aaron Rodgers. They don't have the cap space to get Lamar Jackson. That's why they're going to keep Lance. That's why they're going to keep Darnold. That's why they're going to keep... Purdy because it's not costing them any money and, and it allows them to build around them. That's why they have such a great team, you know. So Rodgers is going to the Jets, plain and simple. It's just, is it when's it going to happen? It's going to either yeah, happen on I, draft day or after. Draft day. I agree, and that's why I was saying that that, that Rodgers is not in the plans for the Niners. As much as people want to will this into yeah. a existence as uh, viable, yeah. And, and on that whole speculation rumor thing is coming from Florio, and Florio is the most incredible source it's like whenever he says anything i don't believe anything florio says because he's an idiot same thing like chris sims like chris sims claims that he oh he knows shanahan and all this and that but like i mean you just look at the franchise look at what the franchise says they, they draft really well they they take care of their own players you know they're gonna ride out this lance thing this year hopefully kyle shanahan can open up the playbook for him and he can blossom into the quarterback he's supposed to be you know but it all comes down to shanahan yeah, I will say I will say this that I, I I agree with those points because the Niners have, as I said earlier, they have the they have a really really cheap run quarterback room, and that's their objective right now. They got two very cheap quarterbacks. The problem is Sam Darnold versus Trey. They're they're botching it already. They're botching it already. I I don't have confidence that that Shanahan's navigating this properly. But you never know. It's Purdy could end up you know getting back on the field very very quickly. They'll know in a, a couple months whether Purdy's going to be out through week four, five, or six. Or be ready for maybe week one, two, or three. So that that's to come. But the Niners situation. Let, let me also say this though: the cap, the cap is you can maneuver around it, bro. It's fictitious. You could you can you can turn things into into bonuses and move it around and massage it. It it would be doable um, through a bunch of like you're right. It could have ramifications and implications for like a, an IUK retention or something like that. I understand, but it's doable. In, under certain circumstances, and there, there's there's so many ways to to work around this cap. You have a limit, and it could be something that, that would require an Aaron Rodgers restructuring. 
but it could certainly be done if they wanted to do it. It would just cost a lot of money on a different end of the, you know, end of this scenario. It wouldn't be in the salary portion of it. They they could restructure Rodgers. The pr- the problem though is again, I don't think Shanahan views quarterbacks properly. I don't think he sees the 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 upside at the right time. I don't think he makes a move at the right time. He's mismanaged quarterback decisions from the beginning. You know, dating back to Mahomes and and Deshaun Watson, and, and you can argue that that ended up being a blessing, but talent-wise, he he misses on these players. He thinks Kirk Cousins, Cousins is the best quarterback in the league. He, he, he doesn't bring in Tom Brady because of his ego, and he blames it on Tom not having his marginal amount of talent over Jimmy G. Like, this is constant. Trey Lance started in against Houston in what, week, week 16 or week 17, won that playoff implication game, and then he yanks him from the lineup. Then he doesn't play. Like, Trey Lance not playing is not Trey Lance's fault. And so the honest truth is, bro, for the Niners to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion, if Brock Purdy was healthy, it'd be different. But for the Niners to win a Super Bowl, they do need to go get a Lamar or Aaron Rodgers. They won't. I don't think that's in the plans. Like you said, it's complicated financially, but it's also not currently their, their agenda. Um... If let's say Brock Purdy news came back devastating, he had a setback, things didn't didn't take, the surgery needs to be redone, then I think John Lynch would step in, not Shanahan, John Lynch and say, Look, we gotta do this. We got a window here. We got a window here. John Lynch is the real mastermind behind all this. I mean, if you look at how John Lynch is drafted and when he made the trade for McCaffrey, he traded for Garoppolo five years ago, you know, so John Lynch is the mastermind behind this whole team being so successful. That's that's the real point. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, John Lynch, I think, was the architect of the Christian McCaffrey trade, not not Shanahan. Maybe Shanahan was okay with it at the end of the day, which is good. But but that was the move that saved the the season and got got him into the playoffs. But let's, let's go over to uh, oh, we had another caller that dropped off. I think it was Wal- uh, Wilkie Wilkie. Call back if you have anything else. Um, what else you guys got? I think that they they really need to just like let this this offense open up for Trey Lance because I mean if you can see how well Brock Purdy did running this scheme and we haven't even really seen Trey Lance that much yeah I understand that he wants to make him a mobile quarterback a dual threat quarterback but I mean the kids played like four games in the NFL you know he's had so much time off they gotta let him just go this year but do you do you think that do you think that they're gonna let him actually develop though i mean they haven't and to, to to literally say and i don't want to hear this is competition is a good thing to literally literally say that sam darnold and trey are going to start off as like evens when this guy's a brand new addition to the team and they're going to they're going to split first team reps like how is that setting trey up for success i honestly think the sam darnold move is just an insurance thing for the backup for an experienced backup that's what i really think it is and it's it's a mind game they're playing with trey lance trey lance is going to be the guy but they're having darnold be the insurance backup just in case something happens to him again that's I, what i think i just yeah but i just don't think that's a, a smart approach like here you are out there backing purdy who did deliver like he did deliver i get it but if you're gonna go so like all in like purdy's earned this earned the job and you're gonna be positive and supportive with purdy 
but not be that way with Trey. It does, it's not consistent. It doesn't make sense. It's not a positive way to approach the Trey Lance situation. He's kind of in a, a delicate state. And you're going to go ahead and approach it by hitting his confidence? Like The last thing you should be doing is hitting Trey Lance's confidence right now. The guy's been out of football for so long. How they, did a, how they did a 180 on, on Trey Lance. I mean, considering his first game was a monsoon game and his second game was a rain game up in Seattle, and he gets he doesn't even play the full game and he gets injured. And then all of a sudden you go into the season prior to saying, he's your quarterback and this and that, and Jimmy's not coming back, and, and you, you're there supporting him. And then all of a sudden you do a 180 after his injury and, and just like say, oh, well, he's not that good anymore. He's not worth – he's not worth uh, – bring him back and you know considering as the starter that's a bunch of bs i mean and, where does this 180 come at? and and when you have three first rounders you've given up for him you should have the ability to not have to play mind games with them you know what i mean like if you truly don't believe in him and you think he needs to have mind games played with him with sam darnold then you're doubting him for sure. It's not just a game. You're really, and that's a that's a kick to the nuts, man. You got that, that's like somebody paying you a, a, a salary above all other salaries in a sense. Let's say at a job, and and you're getting overpaid, and they don't trust you to do anything. They they won't even let you go off on your own at all and do whatever you're supposed to do with your job your job details. Like Trey Lance, it's got to be a kick to the nads, man. And, and and like we say constantly, exactly what Ron Navy said, that this guy did well against the Texans, got ripped from the lineup, comes into week one in a mud bowl, mud bath. No one was doing well in that game. Don't don't blame anything in week one on Trey Lance. Then in week two comes out, two, three or four completions in breaks. Is, it, like, it, it, there's, there's no failure yet. He hasn't failed. He just hasn't delivered because he hasn't been, he's been sat on the bench the entire time. I, you know, you you draft a guy and you give up three first rounders and his and your roadblocks, Jimmy Garoppolo. You start your rookie. You you spend three first rounders on a player, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the only thing standing in the way. And you start Jimmy Garoppolo, you should be fired. Like this is a ridiculous uh, a mismanagement of Trey Lance. Like to not even shove him out there during that. That would have been the perfect season. No Super Bowl was won. I, I just I don't even get I don't even get it. it. Doesn't even make sense to me how you don't play Trey Lance when you you spend three first rounders on him and you sit him and you just waste him away and then he finally gets a shot he gets hurt and now look, it's crazy. It's crazy. Shanahan looks. What? I was going to say, do you think maybe people are blowing the, the quote out of proportion? Because, like, I'm rereading the quote, and it says here, I think Brock has earned the right with the way that he played. He probably He's probably the leader in the clubhouse. I'll let Kyle make those kinds of decisions. So I think what John Lynch is saying in that quote is, is based on how he played, like everyone's behind him because they see he's a winner, right? But that doesn't mean that they're saying he's anointed the starter. Um, yeah, Kittle's anointed him the starter. The, uh, Kyle, Kyle, and Shanahan have both said it in different ways. I mean, he's been anointed the starter, but that doesn't mean Trey and Shanahan said doesn't mean Trey can't earn it back. So it's definitely like right. that. That comment was positive by Shanahan. To be fair, 
But I think I just don't feel like Shanahan's setting him up for success. The fact that he defines him as a dual threat and doesn't define Purdy that way means that he's gonna have two different playbooks for these guys. That that's not setting up Trey for you know to use his cannon of an arm. He's got a cannon. He's got a cannon of an arm. Yeah. And this is not hate toward Trey. I love Trey. Everyone knows here that I love Trey walking into the season, but Trey is set up for failure in San Francisco, proven step by step by step. Christian McCaffrey hasn't even played with Trey. So, I know. Pur- Purdy, you're judging Purdy off of a Christian McCaffrey built team. Let's let's judge Trey Lance off of a, an opportunity with C- Christian McCaffrey as well. Let's see how much room Trey has to wiggle around, move around, and, and throw with Christian McCaffrey in the lineup, keeping defenses completely tied up. And so I am excited to see Trey Lance play, but the problem is I don't think he's going to be set up well, and I'd rather him get traded out of there and get a chance to go prove himself somewhere. But maybe maybe Trey steps up. I'm hoping he will. This is me not saying he can't, but I'm just I'm not putting him on the moon man list again because I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. I'll be rooting for Trey. I'll be supporting Trey. I'll be cheering for Trey. And if Trey does get a fair crack at it and he stays healthy and he's got Christian McCaffrey back there, he had the worst luck. He had the worst luck. He didn't have Kittle, I believe, his first game he played. He never had Christian McCaffrey. Yep. He had a mud bowl in week one. It rained. The game yep. wasn't even in Seattle. It was in San Francisco, and it rained his second game, and then he broke his foot ankle. Like, th- this yep. is – it was like the worst string of luck for a quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He never had any of his, his yeah, full it team. Was like, it was like five minutes into the second game when he broke his ankle. It was it was crazy, and and the, and the judging him off of that Chicago mud bath is ridiculous. No quarterback was doing well. That was his first game. This is the worst set of circumstances. Uh, it was crazy. Um, yeah, I would like to say that they, that if he stays healthy and Kyle Shanahan lets him be free in his offense, <laughs> Lance could be a top five quarterback. I mean, he he certainly had the potential coming from me walking into last season and it just was a shame the the word yeah i'm just anyway i'm sick and tired of talking niner talk right now bro all right let's go let's go to another topic uh ron you can stay on the line there george but yeah i i, I like your uh take on uh, cam newton in arizona i think yeah. that makes sense that would be it'd be a good fit if he's he, gonna get, get another chance then maybe, arizona should give him that chance and I'm, maybe he can win a couple games and yeah, and, and on, uh, honestly, like Arizona, if they keep Hopkins, if they keep Hopkins and they roll, you know, let's say they use that that first that third overall pick wisely, like if you went and got Jackson Smith and Jigba, or you went and got Bijan, you traded down just a little bit, or who cares? You use the pick, whatever, on those players. I don't think you can take JSN that high or Bijan, but I'm just saying, argument's sake, you, let's just say you use the pick on that player. I mean, Cam Cam Newton, Bijan, Hopkins, Hollywood. It's actually kind of an interesting lineup, and I know people think Cam Newton's done, and I don't know what it is about people that hate Cam. You know, like you get like I've said this, George. I do not want to get back into a Niner conversation, but I've said that the Niners, if they trade away Trey, you should bring in Cam Newton and start Cam Newton in weeks one through four, weeks one through five versus Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's trash. Cam Newton would be able to facilitate that Niner offense very, very well. And I don't know what it is. Even half the Niner fan base 
you know, when I go on Raj's show and talk about that angle, it's like people just automatically love to trash on Cam. And I think because he's out of the league and it's just a natural, oh, he's done. That was a ridiculous. Did he just say that? Oh my God. Like, like Sam Darnold is some better player than Cam Newton. Like Cam, Cam Newton can at least run untouched 10 yards into the end zone. He's just a monster. And in that offense, handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, it will be a phenomenal fit for three, four, five games. No one's saying he should be the 17-week the starter. Some people hear that when I say that. They just don't listen to me. But this is a, you're waiting on Brock Purdy. You're going to throw Trey Lance's career away anyway. Why not trade him, get a first rounder, address, address the offensive line for goodness sakes. Because that's why these quarterbacks went down, uh, George, from the Bay. It's not because of bad luck. And that it's just the most unbelievable luck. It's because of the scheme, which is very prone to having a, a tight end cover a linebacker. It's very, very, uh, very, very tough to keep all your quarterback room, your quarterback room healthy when you didn't address the offensive line properly because you held on to Jimmy G the entire offseason. Like those are the reasons why those the quarterback room is banged up. I'm tired of hearing it's dumb luck. It's a combination of a lot of things, part of being Shanahan mis mismanaging the entire offseason. But I think Cam Newton would be perfect for the Cardinals. He'd be perfect for the Niners because he could start in both of those scenarios in that same division. He could start the first half of the uh, first quarter of the season for both teams and, and get his chance to prove that he's still starting quarterback capable. He could chase a ring in San Francisco. But to start for Arizona for four, five, six games, to start for the Niners for four, five, or six games would be a great opportunity for Cam. And this whole notion that he couldn't do it, he's garbage, he's no longer a good quarterback, I, I, I love it. I love that people are doubting him in a small like scenario. We're not saying 17 games. We're saying this guy could step in like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, a guy that can't do it for 17 straight games. We all know that. But when Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in for three or four, he does his thing. Anything else, guys? No, you just went, like, quiet all of a sudden. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, Shanahan <laughs> likes to test his guys he tries to break you if you don't break. You earn his respect. Yeah, well, that doesn't always work out well the way he does it. But I agree that's some of his thinking. Um, phone lines are open, guys. Dial in if you want to get on this little panel here. We'll take a few more callers and uh, we'll we'll hit it up. Uh, I think uh, I wanted to ask you both about, about uh, Lamar. If you had to predict right now, George from the Bay, where's Lamar landing? Do you think Indianapolis is going Levis with this four overall pick? Uh, whoops, right here. This four overall pick. Or do you think Indianapolis is going to potentially take a, a player that, that helps impact the offense or, or defense, but in a way that then they go after Lamar, bring him in, and then they have this, this team that can compete immediately? Or do you think they're going after Levis? I'll, I'll start with George from the Bay. Or do you think the Patriots get involved? I think right now the Patriots should be the Washington football team, but they the commanders, they don't care about Lamar right now, but maybe that's smoke. But New England and Indianapolis seem like is in Tennessee. These are his three best bets right now. 
Tennessee, Indianapolis, and and uh, and uh, New England. What do you think, George? Yeah, unfortunately, the way I see that, and it sucks to say this for Lamar, he's probably going to stay in Baltimore because it's just like the Aaron Rodgers stuff. It's like we're not going to know until the draft day or after the draft. You know, no one's going to want to trade two first-round picks, one of them being this year. If they do it, they're going to have to do it for futures. You know, that's that's the only thing. So, unfortunately for Lamar, he's going to have to stay in Baltimore. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Jared says he's out of here. Jared, I don't know if you're offended by something or if you're just leaving for another reason. I don't know, but appreciate you being here, Jared. If you want to talk Washington, I think you're a Washington fan. Dial in. We'll talk Sam Howell. We'll talk Sam Howell. I love talking Sam Howell. Howell is a big-time yeah, sleeper. I, I want to talk about Jahan Dotson. I mean, he was a, a, a killer last year for me in my league. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of upside. I mean, everyone talks McLaurin being the number one there, but Dotson could certainly snag that 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 honor from him. I think Dotson's got a lot of upside. Look, Washington, if, if Sam Howell works out, and we we could speak it from from that angle, we could speak from you know what if they would have got Aaron Rodgers? If Sam if the if the Commanders got a quarterback, they'd be a good team. They'd be a really really yeah. good team. They'd be a, a a wild card potential winner. Uh, at least one of the wild card spots. They just don't have, they just don't have a quarterback. They got Dotson. They've got McLaurin. Brian Robinson's even, you know, been been ultra impressive. If they can get Hennon Hooker, let's say with this number, um, what's the Commanders pick number sixteen? If they take Hennon Hooker, and then bank on Howell and Hennon Hooker, one of those guys being pretty good, that might be their best chance of getting out of this situation. They seem to be unable to get out of you know Lamar why they don't want Lamar is beyond me beyond me Lamar would be perfect in Washington he'd have two really good wide receivers he'd have a pretty decent run game that could help keep a little keep him off the um out of the uh you know 200 carry a season territory I I, I think it'd be a really really nice move but they apparently don't want Lamar Jackson and I know he's expensive but what are you gonna do you're gonna keep I like how I do hope how works out, but if how doesn't work out, what are you going to do? He's going to keep wasting away this roster. They're not winning without a quarterback. It's crazy. It, they're going in circles every year, going in circles every year. You know, how I, I really hope how works out. If I had to predict any quarterback to come out of nowhere and become a top 10 quarterback, it would be how I do like him a lot. Yeah, I just don't know they've if already, they... they've already come out and said that he's the starter this year. I mean, he he did decent in his one game or yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's short sample. But they, got, but they got so many. They got so many weapons on that team. They got a top three defense. I mean, yeah, the the Commanders is going to be a team that if they could just get decent quarterback play, you know, better than Heineke did last year, then this team's going to be tough to deal with in the East. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind, Mike. Mike says Snyder doesn't want Lamar. Doesn't matter. If this thing gets timed out perfectly, if Lamar's out there long enough, new new ownerships coming in, and that that could be that could be a lot longer than we expect before it all takes place. It could be by the NFL draft. It could be right after the NFL draft. But if there is a new ownership in place, they may force a Lamar Jackson situation. You know what I'm saying? So don't don't. This could be one of those crazy turnaround stories that's huge in the news. Like, here's a team that didn't go after Lamar. New ownership comes in and values Lamar, and they want him on the squad. Like, it certainly could happen. Like, when's that deal become official, Ron? Or when's that? When's it all? 
Which deal? The Washington Commanders sale. I I haven't heard. Yeah, I, if if, oh, if I let's heard. say let's say Magic and the boys decide they want Lamar Jackson, it's going to happen. It just depends on if Lamar is going to be out there long enough. So we'll we'll see. But how is a very very good quarterback uh, p- prospect? I have a hard- to the Colts simply because they just got Menchow, Munchu. So yeah, but I, I kind of have a hard. Menchu's not going to hold back a a big deal though. Like he's a good quarterback to have on your roster, but I don't, I don't mean they, they they weren't they're planning on drafting either Levis and maybe starting Levis right away, or maybe starting Levis in week four or five or six and let Minshew go out there. They're very comfortable with Minshew though, and they should be. Like he's a pretty decent quarterback. To have if you're if he's your starter week one and things don't go the way you want free agency, but I I feel like Minshew affords the Colts a flexibility, Ron, to be like, hey, we can gamble on if we don't get Lamar after the draft. If other teams jump in the mix and we don't win yeah. a Lamar Jackson bid, then at least we got Minshew. But Minshew does put them in position to be able to take that gamble potentially. But I don't think he's holding back any deals because he's he's arguably the backup slash starter. I don't think they feel like he's yeah. he's a lock for anything, but he's a good but player. Unlike, unlike George, I don't think Lamar ends up in Baltimore because you're just if he ends up back in Baltimore, it's just, it's going to be like more toxic than you've ever seen it in Baltimore. He don't want to be there. The players are going to it's just going to be a very toxic situation overall. Yeah. Thomas so Smitty just asking if you could do some content on guys besides movement. I did, bro. Like Thomas, I, I, of course. I mean, I do, I do content on non-movement guys all the time. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm literally live. I'm lit. Oh, is he? No, I don't think Thomas is brand new. Uh, I'm, I'm, li- <laughs> I'm live. I'm live like three or four hours a day. Phone lines are wide open. Like we could discuss any player you want at any moment in time. Not to mention, I, I don't just do movement videos, bro. Um, I do videos all the time. Look, we did one on Stevenson. We did one on uh, a Tyreek Hill. The last two videos, we like. I'm constantly churning out non-movement videos. But you'll see a lot of deep sleeper videos. If you're looking for a deep sleeper video, one of those are coming. Don't worry. Like guys like Sam Howell, deep. You know that that kind of stuff that's coming. Did a superflex video the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what Thomas. I don't know what you mean, but. You're certainly going to get your dose of everything you need, Thomas. It's coming. Uh, Fields you know, the to... commanders, they just got, uh, the commanders just got the uh, enemy as their offensive coordinator. You know, he comes from the Chiefs. So you think maybe that'll be a more explosive offense? Because the commander's offense the last couple of years has just been trash. I, you know, I don't know what to make of the enemy. I, I feel like how much of <laughs> he didn't call the place. Like, there's a lot of talk about him designing things and observing things and coming up with an idea that works really well. Like, remember when they were trying to, like, highlight the enemy and say, like, he's the one that noticed the defense was lining up a certain way and they're able to score. It was like, it was almost like the enemy's like, I see something. I can contribute. (laughs) I can contribute. Yes, the enemy. Uh, I noticed on the plays, I was combing through everything, trying to find a way to be useful. Because I know Andy Reid, you're the offensive coordinator. I know Andy Reid, you play, you call the plays. I found something. We can score. Okay, we'll go ahead and if we get to a point in the game, we'll use your idea. <laughs> and then they go out and use his idea. And everybody's, look, I don't know. 
I don't, it seems to me, you know what I think about Biennemi? I could be wrong on this, but I feel like Biennemi, he, he went to a, a spot, no offense to Commander Commander fans, he went to a spot where he's not set up, I think, as, as well as he needs to be to take this like big step and, and take on all the stuff that he wasn't doing and become this proven, there's a reason he didn't get hired as a head coach. There's a, there's a few reasons for that. This isn't where the whole NFL is like just biasly against him in a very very bad and and in in you know pitiful way. This is this is a reason he he wasn't calling plays. He Andy Reid is the mastermind here. And while Bieniemy might prove himself, he's going to a situation where you don't, you don't have a real legit quarterback. You know you don't like hopefully Hal is the guy and he ends up you know doing really well. And, but but I I just don't know I just don't know what I make of Bianami yet. He hasn't proven anything to me. And that's why he hasn't gotten a job. We'll see. We'll see what he can do. We'll see what he can do. We'll see. Maybe he's more involved with Reed's setup and system than people know. But as far as I know, he's just a guy. Bianami's not an offensive coordinator sitting next to Andy Reed. He's just a guy. You know, hand me the clipboard. Go get me some coffee. You know, we'll see. So of the, of the three of the three receivers, Dotson, McLaurin, and Samuel, are you sticking with just McLaurin or what? If I had to pick one, yeah, but I like Dotson a lot. Uh, Samuel's very, very crafty. Um, it, you know, I, everyone always ripped on me for not liking um, Samuel enough, but it's hard to imagine if, if that offense isn't ripping off offensive passing yardage that he can like be consistent, but he certainly got that like mini poor man's Debo Samuel type of role. And I do like him. He's a very good role player. Like for the team, NFL wise, he's a great wide receiver to have on that team. They got a real good wide receiver room. That is one of the more underrated wide receiver rooms in the national football league. They just have, they just have nobody, nobody, nobody throwing the football to him. So Sam Howell has got a lot to prove. Good opportunity. Love the kid. Very small sample size. I'm rooting for him. He's going to be on my monster sleeper quarterback breakout list for sure. But if he doesn't work out, and he's no lock to work out, Washington's got to start thinking about being bold. And to not go get Lamar is stupid. You don't just have like you don't just have the opportunity to take Lamar. They can take him. They don't have to. They don't have to essentially negotiate with the team. They just have to come in with a strong enough offer. They know the Ravens will reject overpay, which is fine because guess what? It's not going to be overpaying two years from now. You get Lamar on a five to seven year deal two years from today. It's going to be chump change. The, 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 the salary cap is going up 20% every two years. And after Hertz and Burrow and Herbert sign their extensions and get into the $50 million per season territory, get into the $500 million contract territory, Lamar Jackson, what you'll pay Lamar Jackson today on an offer sheet that he would be willing to accept a little lower than he ever wanted just to get out of this situation is going to look like chump change. It's It seriously is going to be a ridiculous reflection for the Washington commanders to say two, three years from now when they have to really overpay they could have got Lamar Jackson and potentially won a, a Super Bowl. Like Washington could win a Super Bowl if they got Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying they would in year one. I'm just saying it would not be shocking 
if this team ended up, let's say they do an offer sheet right after the NFL draft, which they won't. They've already, they pretty much, unless the ownership comes in and the new ownership wants to do it and Lamar is still available. Like, let's say you take, let's say you take, I'm not saying they should take Bijan Robinson. A lot of people are, are whispering Bijan to Washington. If it was me, I don't care which team I am. I'm taking Bijan. <laughs> like you put me in charge of every one of these teams, and and unless I'm Seattle or the Jets, you know I've got Hall or, or Walker. I'm taking Bijan in almost every single one of these scenarios. If I'm the GM, so if I was the GM of Washington, I would take Bijan, and then I would trade for Lamar. And you're telling me I can't win a Super Bowl in at least one of the next three or four years? Give me a break. I could. I'm not saying I would. I but I very much would be in the mix. So that means you're not a big fan of Brian Robinson, then. I like Brian Robinson, but when you talk about Bijan Robinson and Brian Robinson, it's like talking about like steak and 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 Taco Bell taco meat. You know, like do I still eat the Taco Bell taco meat? Yeah, I like a good Taco <laughs> Bell soft taco. You bet, it's tasty, bro. It's real real tasty. But those are miles apart. That's like Algier and Bijan. I love Algier, but. You're going to really say we don't need Bijan, we got Algier? I mean, I love Algier. So if you're the Pan- if you're the Panthers at the one spot, you're taking Bijan? <sighs> no, no. No, because you don't need to. I'll be a smart GM about it. First of all, you need a quarterback so badly. I do think B- I do think Bijan's the number one player in the in the in the in the entire draft, the number one prospect. And this is not me, Mister Offensive Minded, never thinks defense. Sauce Gardner, and there are people in the chat that heard me say it. Sauce Gardner, I beat a dead horse on it. Was the number one prospect in the entire draft class, his rookie season. Number one, number one prospect of his entire draft class. I had Sauce Gardner ranked that high, and I loved him over everybody. So I'm I I can think defensively. But Bijan's the number one prospect. The problem is Carolina can't win without a quarterback. They have to go quarterback. Um, if 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 they could get Lamar, let's say, bro, I would do that. I would do that. I would t- I would I would trade. I would trade down. I would tra- I would take Bijan, and then I would and then I would sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet that no one could beat. I would just I would make it I would give him what he wanted. That's how I'd win. Well, I would win. You have, you, have, you, have to give up, you have to give up two first-round picks for Lamar. Yes, you do. In 2024 and 2025. So you'd, you'd wait until the draft is concluded to offer the offer sheet. That way you can include just those draft picks. And they would be late picks, bro. Carolina would be winning games. You give me Lamar and yeah. Bijan, I'm winning championships. Yeah. Right, but, but, you know, I don't blame them for going quarterback... You could certainly take this approach too. This is a great approach too. You take your quarterback. So they're going to take Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever. We're hearing Bryce Young rumblings now again. Bryce Young. And then in the second round, you take Charbonnet. Or you trade up to get Charbonnet. You give me, you give me, I'd even say Anthony Richardson. You give me Anthony Richardson or Stroud or Bryce Young for, for Carolina at one. And you give me Charbonnet. That is a, that is a potential monster of a, a future right there. So I like that too, but I just like Lamar and Bijan better. I think that would that would be crazy. Or even if you say no Bijan, give me Jackson Smith and Jigba and give me Lamar. So in the fact that you could trade this one pick down and get more than you probably gave up, like you could end up turning this into a decent trade down. 
I would I, I would I would bring in Lamar. I would draft JSN or or Quentin Johnson. I would figure out a way to to build a, a team that that I think would be even better than taking Stroud. But that's me. That's me. I know I'm a little I'm a little bit I'm not down on Stroud. I just don't I don't like him as much as like Ron or other people. I think he's very good. I think he could be a top seven to twelve quarterback in the National Football League. That's still a very good player. That's not me crapping on Stroud. I just don't see him as generational. I see Bijan as generational. And if Lamar's out yeah. there to be had, Lamar's borderline generational. Like, is is he inaccurate? We don't know because he's never had wide receivers. So I, I really get sick and tired of people saying Lamar's trash or he's not accurate. He had nobody. He had nobody. Fields had nobody. Lamar and Fields have been, I believe, misrepresented. And, and people are speaking about both these guys in ways that are unfair because they haven't had weapons. Fields, it makes me laugh. I don't even get mad. I may seem like I'm mad. This is my excited face. This is my resting face. Okay? Sometimes I, I, I scream and yell, this is how I look. I walk around. I walk into Chipotle and I order a burrito. I say, give me a burrito. I want white rice. And I'm not <laughs> upset. I'm not upset. This is my resting face. Real quickly, Denny... Denny, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. All right, I just called in. Uh, what's going on, bro? How you doing, bro? We're good, Denny. What can we do for you? Uh, I need you to help me. Okay. Speak, Denny. Did something happened a long you time ago. You fell asleep or what? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, no, man. You, you, no, we're in. No, I was going to tell you a whole story about how my uncle got murdered, but I'm not uh, going to go yeah, there. Not, not um, now, Denny. No. Let's talk football. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. They, 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 they kill. But not now. Not, it's not the time. What's going on next, y'all? Smith. Smith. Smitty McGee. What's going on, bro? Is, um, is, is Mac Jones gone? Mac, Mac Jones is um he's on the he's on the hot seat, bro. He's on the hot seat. Mac Jones wow. is is you know some of the reports say that they're overblown, but there's reports that yeah. say that multiple teams were talked to about a potential trade, and nobody seems to want Mac Jones. But Zappy Zappy's got the. Do you? I like Zappy more than Mac Jones, but I don't think either one of these quarterbacks is is going to lead this team to us, you know, a Super Bowl run. They need Lamar. They need Lamar. The Colts yeah. need Lamar. The Washington Commanders need Lamar. The Patriots need Lamar. Like all these teams are sitting on their hands, Danny. And maybe maybe it's part of the plan, though. Maybe it ends maybe. up being okay because if right. Lamar right. if Lamar is available after the NFL draft, which he most certainly will be, these teams might not be dropping the ball at the end of the day. So we do have to be a little patient because you use the 23 draft capital, swoop in after the, the draft, and give up the 24 and 20, 25 first-rounders. Smitty, you used to zip the ball, didn't you? You used I, to zip it? I don't, I don't zip. I catch, Denny. I'm a receiver. <laughs> yeah, but you can zip that. You know what I mean? I, I, I can zip it. I can kick a field goal. I can zip it. But, Denny, it's the, ha- it's the hands, bro. It's the hands. It's the hands, bro. It's... It, it's, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, AR fifteen don't have those hands like you. You know what I mean? You gotta zip it. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Hit me with a question, Denny. I gotta uh, go. I gotta go here in a second. So go ahead. You can't let me go. No. All right. How's uh? How, how you think Marty's gonna do over there and uh in that place? I think. Who who in what place? I think what place, Denny? Monty went to De- uh-huh. Where'd he uh, go? Detroit. He did. Very Detroit. good. Denny. Denny. I'm proud of myself. Denny got it right. Yeah, uh, Monty. <laughs> we, we, we like Monty a lot, Denny. I think, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you did mix up Javante and Jamal last show. But Jamal did have, uh, you know, league-leading rushing touchdown production. That, that Monty gets to step into that role now. We can't just assume he's going to get 17 scores on the ground or anything crazy like that. But I think Monty is going to be set up better than Swift because the offense, uh, the 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 staff, head coach, yeah. everyone involved is literally speaking about Swift from a how do we keep him healthy, let's limit his touches perspective. He's still very exciting to own. He's still one of the better. You could even say Swift is like borderline handcuff, but starter material all at the same time. Like you're taking these guys around the same ADP, which is crazy to me. Monty should go higher. But like I'll admit it, when I'm on the clock and I'm sitting there around 7.1 and Swift's sitting there and Monty's there, I'm still tempted. I, I feel like Monty's the smart pick. But Swift is not falling all that far, but he is in that six, seven round I was, territory. I, I was watching some, uh, I was watching some videos of Monty shaking and baking. Um, you know, after touch, uh, yeah, I, I think Monty's kind of tough uh, after, after he gets hit. What do they call that? Uh, you know, after what's it called? After uh, touch, yards after touch. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Lee says, I think Smitty might be 5'10. I'm six foot two and a quarter, bro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Smitty can zip it. Yeah. Smitty can zip it. You know what I mean? That's all that matters. I'm 6'2 and a quarter. Put some respect on my height, Lee. Put some respect on my height. Um, (laughs) Ron Navy, do you have any questions for Denny while we got him on the line? Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Love you. Hey. Love, love all the money. What's up, Jarhead? <laughs> What's up, Squid? You know, they they said that the uh, the Marine Corps was a, um, a department of the Navy. And you know what I said? Yeah, the hey. men's department. Hey, I said, hey. I love you. Yeah. We give the Marines rides wherever they want to go. Hey, hey, Denny. Denny, give me a bold prediction for 2023. Something bold, Denny. It better be bold. Don't don't say something like um. Give me don't give me like oh someone's gonna return retire. Give me a prediction like this guy's gonna be a top five running back. No one sees it coming. This guy's gonna be a top five wide receiver. No one sees it coming. All right, all right. Buckle up. Okay, here Buckle it goes. Buckle up. Buckle up. We're ready. Drum roll. Denny's prediction for 2023 is Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, baby Joe. What? What about him? What? I, you know, he goes somewhere. And it's not. It's not. It's. I don't mean. Start it up again. No, no, it's not it. That's not it. All right, go ahead. 
Can we, give me one more drum roll. He's, he's, he, took it back, he took back his mold prediction. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's redo. Everybody rewind. Drum roll. Mold prediction. All right, uh, Mooney. Mooney gets a lot of yards, and that kid uh, field goes off top five QB. That's it. That's, That's not that bold, bro. He's, um, he's, he's already top five. Give me something better than that. Like Mooney was, you were going there with Mooney. I don't, I don't think Mooney's gonna absolutely explode, but that would have been bold. But Fields is top five already. Uh, Come on, give me, give me something bolder. Go, Denny, right. drum roll. Alright, drum roll. Gargling? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to drum roll all this shit, but uh, let me think. Drum roll, go. Um, 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 shit. Um, gargling is whiskey. Yeah, gargle. <laughs> I said drum roll, not gargle. Alright, right, here we go. Prediction. No, I think uh All right, uh Stefan Diggs is gonna is gonna be uh, uh top three. All right, Stefan Diggs top three. All okay. Right? We'll That's we'll let it is. we'll let it go. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate your bold prediction. Um, I gotta uh, go because I I gotta go pick up food. Uh, can we go around the All horn right. real quick, Denny? Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Final thoughts, Denny. The show's ending. Ten seconds. Final thoughts. All right. Uh, Ron Navy's a squid, but I love him. You know, he's, uh, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> don't forget about uh, Davis. That other kid. Uh, that, that other kid. What's, from, what kid? Uh, what kid are we talking about? Is you got to give us specifics. That other kid, uh, receiver from um, he's a beast as uh, Josh Allen. So. Oh, oh, Gabe right. Davis. Okay. All right. Thank yeah, you, Denny. So, okay. Thank you, Smitty. Denny, appreciate big you. Kisses. Later, pal. All right. <laughs> I love. Him. Did he say big kisses? Uh, uh, George yeah. from the Bay. Your your final thoughts. Uh, well, this is kind of a dream scenario, and I know Ron Navy's going to love this, but uh, I'm thinking Pittsburgh at 17 is going to take Addison. You know, we hear a lot more about that than I feel like we should because the Pittsburgh receiving core is pretty good already, but, I mean, you give Addison to Pickett, and Pickett's going to have a much better season. Um, yeah. Ron, do you like that? Uh, do you think Addison would be a good addition, or I does that take away from Pickens? I think they're more apt to take them with the 32nd pick. I think they're going uh, he won't with the be 17th there. pick. I think they're going offensive tackle. He won't be there at 32nd. Addison, he's going to go in the top 20, I think. No way. If, if Addison falls to the Chargers, the Chargers got to yeah. take him. Yeah, he's he's not falling far. Yeah. But but like maybe Flowers could fall because he's smaller and people just keep. Like, like getting their receivers late in the later rounds, too. Yeah. They always do. Picking them up in the later rounds. All right. Appreciate you, George. All right, Smitty. Good luck with Trey, man. We'll, we'll talk about it more. Call in again. Uh, Ron, final thoughts. Let's see. I already made my big bold prediction. I can't overtop that one. So, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I guess, uh, 
I can't beat Denny either. So, yeah, I'm out of here. All right. I'm going to get Miss Smitty. It's her birthday today. We're going to go get her uh, uh, her little birthday uh, little birthday dinner. So, I got to run. So, we'll, we're go- I'm going. Birthday? Uh, Are yep. Ready? yep. Birthday, birthday dinner. Loading. Birthday dinner loading. What? All right, Ron, appreciate you. Feeling better, Ron, by the way? You feel a little bit better? Uh, a little bit, but not good. I'm getting my appetite back. I still got pain and uh, still got issues, but I'm, I'm doing, I'm dealing. All right, stream The Night Agent on Netflix. The Night Agent. All right. Ron? Yeah, did you watch The Arc last week? No, I'm, I'm behind like four episodes, but I'm, I, I need to stream that. I like The Arc. It's pretty good. It's kind of cheesy, but I like it for some reason. All right, Ron. Appreciate yeah, you. Good. Call in tonight. We'll be drafting tonight on the uh, Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Let me drop that in the live chat so everybody can prepare in advance. Oh, we are. Uh, we should be. Yeah, yeah. Today, what's today? Right. Thursday. Yeah. All right. I might be late tonight though because we'll be doing the birthday thing. But I'll I'll be here. Appreciate you yeah, all. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yep. You don't want sleeping on the couch. Yep. Got to do it live. All right, see, see uh, Ron. Appreciate you. Yep, later. Okay, uh, real quickly, I have a couple of voicemails I want to get to. This is Kevin. Hey, Smitty, I know it's smoke season, but uh, you seen this uh, news about Diggs wanting to be traded? Oh. Stefan Diggs wanting to be traded from the Bills. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm not buying that any of that's going to happen, bro. But uh, I do appreciate it, and, and we got to keep an eye on it for sure because we want him happy. He's been known to be a little bit of a diva. And get upset at Josh Allen and want in and want out. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think anything's happened. So thank you very much for that. That was from, uh, let's see, that was from Lance. I think that was Lance. Lance, appreciate Lance. Um, thank you for leaving that voicemail. If you guys want to leave a voicemail as well on the show, all you got to do is go to my Instagram, click on uh, subscribe on my profile. And for $4.99 a month after you subscribe, DM me. Let me know that you did it. I'll throw you into a private chat group where you can talk with a bunch of awesome, like-minded people that are also paying four ninety nine, so they're taking it seriously, and they're going to answer your question when you have a question. But if you hold down the mic, the microphone, and leave voicemails, see those voicemails? Those are for me. So all the, the chatter is for everybody. But anytime you leave a voicemail, I play it, and then I record my message. I just re- see here. I'm not buying that any of that's going to happen, bro. But uh, that, I do appreciate it. And, that's and what I, I just said. So I'm recording my reply so you don't have to hunt through the show. You'll hear it inside the chat, but you also get it played on the show as well. So thank you. And if you want to be a part of that, uh, go subscribe. The Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Hit subscribe, then DM me after, and I'll add you to the private group. Kevin. Full smoke season, Smitty. What you hear? What you think about the reports of uh, Trey Lance practicing throwing with your boy Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, so I mean that's great news that 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 Trey's getting proper, you know, maybe support and and education in the off season from from the goat, the new goat himself. Uh, I do really, really hope this continues to to head in a positive direction. Thomas, you said you dropped a super. Let me put it on screen. Thomas, one second. Thomas dropped a super chat. Thomas, I got you first in the queue to go over. Thank you, young man, for dropping that super chat. Thomas in the building. Okay, so I'll say this. Um, Fantastic news. Um, obviously, we, we we loved hearing that. And let's hope that Shanahan doesn't derail Trey Lance's opportunity. 
uh, making him this mobile quarterback, this dual threat quarterback, as, as Shanahan calls him. Let's hope Trey Lance blows the opportunity out of the water and stays healthy. I really still believe in Trey. I just can't bank on him because I don't trust Shanahan, but I will be rooting for him. I believe it's, it's very possible for Trey to win the job back. Um, thank you, Kevin. That was from Kevin. Next voicemail. Uh, let's see here, Kevin. That was Kevin. Let me go to voicemail group number. I've got a couple of them here. This is voicemail group number one. Kenny? Hey, Smitty, just wondering if you can evaluate a trade for me. I just sent Andrews and Bateman for Friermuth and Pickens. Andrews. Dynasty. Andrews and Bateman for Friermuth and Pickens. I like the Friermuth and Pickens more because I don't know what Andrews is going to be without Lamar. I do like Andrews a little more. I do believe that he had a bad ending to the season and we're all just going to discard him or a lot of fantasy people will. I like him. I still like Andrews a lot. He still could be a top three tight end. But without Lamar, we don't know what he'll be. I think Fryermuth is is good enough to say, give me the Pickens upside. But you can't really go wrong. They're both they both have arguments to be made. I do like that uh, that a little bit more on the on the Pickens side. Uh, thank you, Kenny, for dropping that super chat. I'm gonna go into the third voicemail group here and and finish it off here. Let's see here. Um, Johnny. Hey man, I'm sorry I didn't. Oh yeah, here it is, Johnny. What's up, Smitty? I was just gonna get your thoughts on a DK Metcalf this year. Thanks, man. Be blessed. DK Metcalf, my guy is going to potentially be a steal in his fourth round territory where he sometimes falls. You sometimes got to pick him in round three. But if he falls to four, that's when I love him. That's when I feel like if you went, let's say, running back, quarterback, running back, or you went Kelsey, running back, running back, or you went whatever combination, you, even if he's your number two wide receiver, it doesn't really matter. But when you get to round four and you went zero wide receiver, it's it's a big smile on your face when DK's sitting there because he's 10, 12 TD capable any given season. I really like DK a lot in round four. I'm glad we no longer have to spend what was once a, a late second to top a third uh, territory for him. I love DK, but in round four is critical. Uh, appreciate you, Johnny, for dropping that. And I think I'm all caught up on the on the voicemails. I think Kenny may have dropped another one real quickly. Kenny. Hey, Smitty, just wondering your outlook for Stevenson this year. Are you feeling safe about him in New England? So I just dropped a video, go a couple videos back. It might be four or five or six videos back at this point. I don't know on Stevenson how much I love Stevenson. In the third round, he's a smash. In the third round, you bake in some of the risk of maybe them bringing in another couple of younger rookies that, that maybe aren't big blue chip players. But the report today was that the New England Patriots are not going after another blue chip running back. Could be smoke. They still could be. We They could still be looking at B. John Robinson. We don't know. They could... Sean Tucker could fall in their lap in a later round pick. And so they could be forced to go running back because it's too good to be true. There are a lot of reasons to be skeptical whenever you enter an NFL draft that your player, your top guy, even like a Kenneth Walker is going to escape all controversy and, and committee, you know, risk or something like that. You just never know because running backs draft capital is so far now it drops into round two that you never know what team could, could find a, a player they shouldn't get that falls into their lap, and then you got a controversy. So running back's always a risky approach uh, in, in the draft. Um, appreciate you, Kenny. 
Kenny, thank you. I think I'm all caught up on these voicemails. Appreciate you. Again, if you guys want to leave voicemails, uh, hit subscribe on my profile there. We got Travis dropping a, a, a $4 hauler on a put. He, this over here, I got to answer Thomas's first. I got Max dropping a, a $4.99 hauler. We got that fire dropping one. We got Bella Check Yourself dropping one. We've got Ron Navy dropping the, the happy birthday uh, one for Miss Smitty. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and read these off real quickly. Thomas says, my bad, Smitty. Listen to the show every day. Also, don't feel bad. I was just I was just letting you know I cover. I'll definitely hit some more deep sleeper guys, Thomas. Don't feel bad at all. Um, I'm sorry if I came off that way. You know, my resting face sometimes makes it look like I'm upset. I'm not. I'm not, Thomas. You're my you're my bro. And the 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 sleeper content's coming. If you want deep, deep sleeper content, it's coming. Um also listen to the best ball drafts that next day at work would join but live in Washington State. Appreciate that. Uh, or you live in Washington State. It's not live in Washington State. Uh, appreciate you, Thomas, for dropping that super chat. You are the man to the moon. To the moon. And uh, let's get to this next super chat. This one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are we? Is this where I was? I think this is it. Yeah. Happy birthday, Miss Smitty. Appreciate Ron Navy dropping the the twenty one on screen. Where's where where are my bills when I when I need them? Ron Navy dropping a twenty one. Ron Navy, appreciate you dropping that twenty dollar hauler. What a monster! Bella, check yourself. Says happy birthday, Miss Smitty. Appreciate that. Um, that's fire. Happy birthday, Miss Smitty from That's Fire. Appreciate that. Bella, check yourself. Says, uh, happy birthday, Miss Smitty. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's fire. I think I already got that one. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Max. Appreciate you. And Travis Rowe dropping a four four ninety nine holler. Patriots might trade Mac and picks to Ravens after draft. I could see Mac playing for Ravens, actually. They made Flacco work. I could see that, too. I think Mac Jones on the move is definitely a possibility. It should be a possibility. It really should. Um, thank you, Ron, again. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you all. I'll see you tonight. Peace out. Don't forget to, uh, I pinned the link. Don't forget to get your underdog deposit, your $10 minimum deposit in. The link is pinned in the live chat. The link is in every description of every video. You want to get that done ahead of time so that when we say jump in, you don't have to sign up. It's $10 minimum, and the drafts cost... We do the private drafts for the jerseys, and we also do mock drafts and all that. So I'll see you tonight. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Hod. Thank you, Detest. Detest is the man. Thought there was another draft. There will be one tonight. We don't ever draft during the uh, news show, bro. But we draft at midnight. Love your show, my guy. Thank you, Detest. Ron Navy, see you later. Hod, see you. Kenny, see you. Travis, we'll see you later. Thomas, appreciate the super chat. I already got it, Thomas. Didn't you see me uh, respond to it? Right here. Appreciate you. Don't don't ever uh, don't ever apologize, Thomas. I appreciate you. Denny just polished off a fifth.
Jimmy will finish top 10. <sighs> Cage, come on, bro. Thank you, Golf. Appreciate you. See you all tonight. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.